mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? Episode 13. This makes it this the James episode. Couldn't even remember that there was a James in there. The only thing I remember about James, he was the one I was telling you where like a crew member did an AMA and said that they always gave him the creeps and he kind of messed with animals. That's really all I know about James. Maybe so we'll learn more as we're going on. So he's Dexter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be. Keep an eye on that one. Oh my goodness. Uh, I just wanted to start off by thanking everybody for the very kind messages, emails, comments about my little mini breakdown via via <laughs> tithing last week. <laughs> Unexpected. I think the funny part is like you're like, oh, what's what's the episode that they got you, you know, really got you. And I'm like, oh, the one about finances. <laughs> like, that's the one that made me cry. Like, yeah. But uh, this past week, I've really kind of been like, okay, clearly it's it doesn't take a genius to figure out. Churches never seem to be hurting for money. And that the people whose backs they're, you know, <laughs> building it off the backs of their people will go without Mm-hmm. That's not hard to figure out that that pisses people off and there's, you know. Yeah. But I was like, I feel like there has to be, like, something a little bit deeper than that. Like, that seems pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. So, like, this week I've really been thinking about it. And I figured out what it is. I figured out that it's just one example of many where church was always priority over family. In your personal yes. history? Okay. Yeah. Just, like, I mean, take your pick. In that, in that instance, it was... Uh, specifically with my father to be to be clear of course um yeah go figure another girl daddy issues but uh yeah so obviously that was like a financial aspect but for it was time effort mm-hmm. that was always like at the forefront so I'm, I'm i'm imagining that's why things came out so so much because it was just like church comes first you know yeah family what you're taught is supposed to be so important, but nope, church came, was higher priority than us all the time. So I just think the whole tithing thing was just the tip of the iceberg and yeah. deeper things. That well, I think with your dad, uh, a lot of the things that he did were kind of like, um, what am I trying to say? They were, they were false. Like it was all for the show of, you know, being a parent and having this family and, being more financially stable than you guys were. I feel like a lot of his motivation was to look like things were a lot better than they actually were. He was just doing the church things and that's the only thing that mattered. Yeah. But I think what's just so interesting is like, it doesn't matter. Yes, I wasn't a part of this cult or I wasn't, you know, we can all be from all these different like religions and things, but there's so many overlapping things like people that I heard from. They're like, Oh, I know exactly I went through the same thing or I know people that, you know, because of tithing, they had the same type of feelings. And so, yeah, it's just, it doesn't really matter where you come from sometimes and what the denomination is or whatever, but Correct. just these, these themes that go across everything, you know? Yeah. So anyways, just wanted to start off by saying a little thank you to everyone. You were very kind with all of your messages and I appreciate it. 
and I think that's been a, a newer development. We've had a couple people reach out that have said that this weird hour-ish amount of time that we need talk at each other is helping them. Yeah, they're like, I'm deconstructing, but in kind of a, a lighthearted way or, yeah. you know, it's just a way to kind of like, oh my gosh, like talk about something that was such a thing of their childhood in some form of way, but then just like almost with other people in a way. Yeah. So it's incredibly humbling. Yeah, it's really, um, it's been really cool hearing from people. That we just, once again, we kind of throw words at each other and other people are interested in what we're <laughs> That's saying. so weird. <laughs> okay, uh. so um, we can move into the actual episode now that I've gotten rambled on about this for a little bit you're a real person oh i know just a real gal <laughs> and you know the funny part is this is a maybe you wouldn't know because you know we're running like a snark podcast but i am actually <laughs> a feeler of all the feels i am very yeah. I, I i feel all my feelings quite deeply and unfortunately i'm that type of person where every emotion comes out through tears mm happy sad anxious mm-hmm. uh i mean everything comes out in the form of tears so then yeah. i just look like a fucking pussy all the time because i'm always fucking crying but yeah so you know maybe uh hasn't come out as much you know through <laughs> this because it's a fucking snark podcast and we're like making fun of things or like yeah. but uh yeah so i'm sure there's more of that to come at some point <laughs> i feel the feels <laughs> okay so for this particular episode it is called Trading Places Duggar Style, and it premiered on October 27th, 2008, and lucky for their neighbors, this is not trading homes with their neighbors for two days. Oh, God. They'd probably end up with, you know, like a Laura Ingalls or like a Murica mural on their <laughs> on their walls if that was. So this is not trading places with neighbors, trading spaces to style. This is actually... All of the kids swapping jurisdictions for a day. Mm-hmm. So the episode starts off with Michelle. Like there's just kind of like, you know, like little montages like they do a lot of the times at the beginning mm-hmm. of episodes. And Michelle says, one of the questions that I get asked is, how do you do all that housework? <laughs> she I mean, doesn't. Easy, yeah, easy. <laughs> you don't. We know you don't. <laughs> I say to them, one of the secrets to our success is jurisdictions. Yeah, we we know. <laughs> we know, Michelle. So the episode starts with Jim Bob really announcing, like I said, that they're going to do a jurisdiction swap. And he says, and quote, The girls do a lot of the work around the house. The girls are the ones that actually keep the house going. Mm-hmm. We know. Yep. We know, Jim Bob. <laughs> we know. Then it cuts to a producer asking Jill in the talking head why the older girls have to do most of the cooking and cleaning around the house. <laughs> Jill says, probably the reason why the four of us girls do a lot of the cooking and cleaning is because we're older. Oh, but I don't see the older boys right. doing it. But of course, she follows it up with, we're older and able to help in that way. And the boys, they do more of the outside manly work. Oh, good thing you added that in, Jill, because, uh, yeah, being older has doesn't mean anything. You have to bring it. Now, oh, okay, now say what it really is. <laughs> you guys have women's work and men's work. <laughs> yeah. And even when you looked at the overall, like when they listed out what the other groups were going to do. So it was like the boys are going to cook, clean, and keep up the house. And then the girls were going to learn how to change a tire, 
and check your oil. (laughs) So apparently all you have to do is car-related things. That's it. If you're Um, a guy, you take care of the car. That's awesome. (laughs) Once again, maybe their uh, ideas ain't so bad. Oh, yeah. Great. (laughs) So then the producer, I kind of like it because I feel like the producers are kind of asking a little bit of, I'm not saying that they're like, you know, like railing them hard, but they're getting a little bit of the tougher questions. They're poking and prodding. A little bit. A little bit. Because then they ask Michelle, do you believe that you are reinforcing gender stereotypes by having your girls do the cooking and cleaning? Flip my page. <laughs> That's already one page full of I know, notes, folks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and then Michelle says, I think there are some gender aspects that you just can't get around. I think there's differences in their personalities, probably due to gender. And you know how so she says like gender? Mm-hmm. It's like with an I. <laughs> gender in some of those respects and that's not bad i think that's a good thing yeah. and they use that same audio twice i don't <laughs> yep. think that's bad i think that's a good thing yep because it's in them from the time they're little <laughs> okay couple things here number one do you notice how she says aspects that you can't get around yeah can't get around or won't get around yeah. because if you tell yourself that you can't it means that you don't have to think about your way of life yeah that's not a can't it's a won't <laughs> okay and then number two i'm not really getting you know what's your train of thought here michelle with talking about personality here so her saying that i think there's differences there in personalities probably due to gender mm-hmm. what does personality have to do with him asking about gender stereotypes which to me just proves that they make gender a personality. Correct. So I just thought that's such yeah. an easy, like such an interesting way when you take their choice of words and you kind of like pick it apart and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, because you, a gender is a personality. So it's fucking like in pickles. Yeah. It's like, it's so <laughs> simple for these people. You're yeah. a girl. This is your personality and you like pickles. <laughs> very simple. Yeah. I do want to point out her very 90s um woven letter vest. vest the letter vest yes it's like such a teacher vest like because uh, it has like a, a capitalized a and a lowercase a and then like a picture of an apple and then it was like a capital b and a lowercase b and then like a book and it was like a b c d e f every this- <laughs> first grade teacher from the 90s had a sweater like this and then they wore it with like a jean romper dress you know what i mean yep jumper jumper yep. there we go <laughs> My mom was begging to get me jumpers at the DI. I wore lots of jumpers in my day. Uh, okay. Big third eye blind fan. Huh? <laughs> so then the producer asks another one, a little, another little poke and prod at Michelle. Are you basically setting up your daughters for a life of being a stay at home mom? And she <laughs> says, no. Mm-hmm. Very first thing. No, period. And then she says, we're not setting up our daughters to be stay-at-home moms. The majority of the girls, that's their heart. They want to be <laughs> married. They want to have children. And they want to have their husband have the role of being the main breadwinner for the family. And that's just something that they feel strongly about. <laughs> they do. I love how she's speaking for them. Like, they want this. Yeah. They feel strongly about this. But you see that a lot. And you saw that in the Bates family, too, where it's like, 
oh, we don't tell them they have to dress alike. They they want to. They like to. And it's like, are you trying to convince me? Or are you trying to convince yourself? Yeah, I'm like, are you, have you really lined up all your kids and been like all these girls and be like, yeah, you want to be, do you want to be a stay-at-home mom? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like you have a pulse on everybody's wants and needs. You don't fucking know a goddamn thing about them, but you yeah. know for sure they want to be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> But it's like, what other choice or example have they been given? Nothing yeah. fucking wrong with wanting to be a stay-at-home mom, <laughs> but they are given no other example or choice. It's like, yeah. well, of course this is what yeah, you want. Yeah, there's no options. Yeah. <laughs> so then it cuts to the little boys doing the laundry. Can I make a comment about Lego hair? Absolutely. Okay, so when he's telling the family what they're going to do, the thing I've realized is that every time Lego hair gets up and says anything to like the family, it's like the worst exposition in a movie where instead of showing you something, they have a voiceover just say details of the of the scene or yeah. whatever. And everyone that like analyzes films is always like, show me, don't tell me. Because in this one, he gets in front of the family and he goes, all right, guys. Um, so today we're gonna we're gonna have you guys change jurisdictions, and like just the way everything was just so staged. Yeah, well, it's it seems like it's painful for him to put together a sentence. <laughs> I'm like, get there already, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. he needs Every- maybe he has the wrong Lego head on. He needs to put on another one. Maybe it has like a brain in the other one. <laughs> it's it's rough to listen to, like that. Uh, it's I want to know like if that veneer was gone. Does he just talk like that in general? Yeah, or... because all we know really is this version of Jim mm-hmm. Bob. So, yeah. So I really want to know, like, are you just the awkward man that kind of narrates what's coming? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the little boys doing laundry has one of my very favorite scenes of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because one of the little, the lost boys, and I'm pretty sure it's, I, I think it's James. It's, it's Josephus? Sure. Um... Uh, I think it's James. Funny that this is his episode. He's holding up like a little mesh, like a white mesh bag. (laughs) I love this part. And Michelle tells him, it's for little baby socks and hose. And he has this like confused (laughs) look on his face and he goes, hose? (laughs) Like hearing a little boy just be like, hose? Yep. And Michelle kind of gets this look on her face like she doesn't know what to say. Like she doesn't she, understand like she, why he's confused. Like she literally kind of like puts her hands down like for a minute, and you can tell she's like, uh, like she's kind of like at a loss for like what the what do I say? And let's also remember that this is the woman that won't say the word underwear. <laughs> like in past episodes, like especially in the early specials, talking about laundry all the time, it was always underclothes. <laughs> she won't say underwear for whatever fucking reason. But again, God, talking about my dad a lot. My dad also. Would never say the word underwear. <laughs> Tim's over here snorting. Um, he also wouldn't say the word underwear. If it was like anything that went from like the waist down on your body, all of it was pants. That's very European. All of it was pants. So I remember being younger and like getting out of the bathtub and like I'm still dripping <laughs> wet and he'd be like, put your pants on. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm still wet. And he's like, put your pants on. <laughs> so... Everything was pants. See, that's very funny. Your dad was not worldly or well-traveled or anything, but that's the uh, way they describe it in the UK. And I only know that because of Doctor Who, 
Because all these like agents go into their house and like the character's husband was getting ready for work. So he has like a scrub top and like these orange like boxer briefs. And he's like, great, we get a visit from the federal agents and I'm in my pants. (laughs) So uh, maybe other people in other countries like are like, what is she talking about? Those are pants. But here we just say underwear. My dad was just the only person that wouldn't say underwear. (laughs) And um, he also weirdly said wash. Every other word came out normal, but then he said wash. So it'd be like, wash up, put your pants on. Put like, your pants up. <laughs> we and, say that. We say that to each other. And it's so funny. Put your pants on. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Shout out to uh, Rory from Doctor <laughs> Who, by the way. <laughs> okay. So, blah, blah, blah. Lady that doesn't won't say, you know, so she, <laughs> so she, she won't even say underwear so she's trying to come up with how to explain to this fucking kid what hoes are and she's like has this kind of uh look on her face like what do i say and she's all well it's it's the girls hoes like their stockings and then it's hilarious because meanwhile in front of her that she doesn't see because she's talking to james littler lost boy i think jackson is holding a pair of hoes (laughs) hoes and he's got this big ass smile on his face and he's like stretching it out. Did you notice? <laughs> yeah. And so then she turns around and she sees that and she's like, like that right there. Yes. Like she was just so glad to be out she of wanted trying to, be over, to explain But she's it. like, yep. thank God it's over. It's that shit over there. Hoes. <sighs> like ladies, like they're hoes. I don't know why I'm Ugh. making her sound Minnesotan. She's very Midwest today. I don't. Sorry, guys. It's a little inaccurate, but. <laughs> All right, so then there's a montage of photos of young Jim Bob, Jim, bleh, Jim Bob, and Michelle, and I just want to say that uh, so many pictures of Michelle in pants, and it just kind of makes me mad for her girls. I'm like, oh, look at her looking like a normal fucking '80s person mm-hmm. in her little outfit that's kind of cute, which I hate. <laughs> Anyways. So Michelle sings how early on in their marriage, she worked alongside Lego hair in their businesses. And she says that since their goal is for their daughters to gain as many skills um, as possible to prepare them for the future, if they need to become the breadwinner. And it's like, I'm not buying what you're selling. I don't think you really intend to teach your daughters to go out into the workforce. I think you're Mm -hmm. just saving face right now. And it's convenient that before you guys went full blown IBLP. Like, full-blown, all that. Like, you can be like, oh, well, I helped out in the business. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think that's kind of a convenient thing to throw in there. Agreed. But that's not their ultimate intention for their no. daughters by any means. You're, well, I'm not buying it. So then it goes to the girls doing the oil change on the cars. He got them all in flannel, by the yes, way. Yes, he did. He lines them up, gives them work shirts. There's one point in that scene. So he has like a big pile of flannel shirts in his hands. And then he walks over to all the girls and he goes, okay, we're going to, you know, I'm going to teach you how to, how to change your oil and, you know, kind of do all these car related things. And he's like, oh, I brought you, I brought you some work shirts. I'm, I'm going to wear this one. Like he pulled it really quickly. Yeah. And I thought it was like the, you ever watched a group of little kids and like, I'm bringing all my friends Gatorade and there's only one grape and I'm, I want the grape. So I'm like, I brought you guys Gatorade. This one's mine though. Like, like that's what that, that's what yeah. that felt like where he was like, yep, I got you guys. To, nope. This is mine. This is mine. You picked out the best work shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh 
maybe it had his name on it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't pay attention. So Jim Bob is saying that I think it's really important for the girls to know how to maintain a vehicle if they're going to drive one. And then the corny line of each one of my daughters have a learning spirit. <laughs> just so corny, you know? It's just so, it's everything that we talked about. Like, it's so staged. The, um, so during them um, changing the oil, they go to one of their commercial properties and they pull into like one of the. The bays type yeah. thing, yeah. Um, so he has the the van, the red minivan in there, um, you know, and he's kind of talking to them. And the really little one. Johanna. So Johanna was wearing this like ridiculously oversized flannel shirt. Mm-hmm. And then he's showing them. And maybe it was the way it was cut. But Johanna's like over in the corner. And this is like a machine oh, shop. Oh, I know. They There's just, like large I equipment know. and a motorcycle and she's over in the corner and she's like digging through stuff and climbing up things. She's and then, climbing upstairs that don't have railings yep. that are steep. And one of the girls was like, hey, you shouldn't be climbing on that. You could Jim fall. Jim Bob not paying one fucking no. minute second uh, you know, of attention. No, he could not care less yeah and it was like so like a couple of the girls all look up and they're like johanna no johanna and then one of them runs over and gets them and even joanna is like that was dangerous she could fall mm-hmm. and it's like jim Bob don't give a fuck yeah he did not give a shit <laughs> yeah do you have anything else on the oil change i didn't think it was too exciting so i didn't write down much they kind of cut it so it's like they were showing both the scenes kind of back and forth um at one point they put the van in a lift um and they were you know, opening the oil pan kind of from the bottom. I just wrote that uh, Ginger, once again, is not about this activity. Yeah, she let it, she took it off and the oil started coming out. Like she took off the air filter and the oil started coming out and it hit the camera. So they're all like laughing. And like in her talking head, she's just like so straight faced. And she's like, why would I think that was going to happen? It Oil hadn't come out with any other thing we'd taken off before this. Cause, <laughs> she like, was so yeah. Angsty. And so she just like stares at the camera. She's mm-hmm. like, why would I think that was going to happen? My dad didn't tell me. And I was yep. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that was it. It was cool to see them doing things that weren't just laundry. But once again, this is all staged. It's not oh, like you're totally. trying to teach them anything. Anyway. Yeah. So it's a camera moment. Yeah. So then it goes to the little boys cooking. Mm hmm. And did you notice how what Michelle says at the very beginning? She says, Chef Joseph and <laughs> yeah. Chef Josiah. Oh, she was so, she was ready to throw that down. And she did like the little like arm thing. And she's like, Chef Josiah. <laughs> and they're making tater tot casserole mm. and green beans for lunch. Which totally reminded me. I talked a long time ago about doing a tater tot tally count. Like graphic, Mm -hmm. which I haven't done. So I'm going to have to put something up in stories this week on the Instagram. What we need to call it. I'm kind of lacking inspiration. I don't know if I call it Tot Talk or like Tally Tots or Tot Tally or I don't know. So I'll have to come (laughs) up with a name. And I want to keep track of all the times that Tater Tot Casserole makes an appearance. Now that there's another appearance, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to actually do that. Tater Um, Totals. Oh, there you go. See, we'll have to put up some vote. We'll put up a box with extra suggestions, narrow it down, and then do a voting. So, guys, you guys be in stories this week so we can narrow this. Casserole count. This is very important stuff. (laughs) Okay. So, they're getting, she's having them do all the various jobs. Go collect the cans. Go wash Mm -hmm. off the the tops of the cans and stuff. And it was in this moment that I felt like you, Tim. Now, I may not be able to name all of the Lost Boys, 
super well. But I had a you moment where I'm like, who the fuck is this kid in the green polo? <laughs> there was literally a kid in the yeah. green striped polo. And I'm like, no, I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be I've funny. I've never seen you before. I'm like, who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> the producer bring I'm, his kid to work I'm still today. trying to figure it out. Like, I'm like, who the fuck? So I got to go back through. Maybe when I'm doing visuals for like a... Pro- I got to do a process of elimination <laughs> to figure out who the fuck this kid is. Uh, but yeah. I was, is that the one that... Uh, jackson owned with the evaporated milk no that's um because that was jackson and james again okay. i think so this is a taller kid he's like kind of like josiah <laughs> size I'm like, who the fuck are you um so they're oh, all opening man. cans and there's this funny moment where you know how like when you open a can that's really liquidy and you open the, the top all the way not just like hinge it and it so the top sinks down to the bottom mm-hmm. clearly and jackson sticks his whole hand into it <laughs> And it overflows to start. And then um, I think it's James that's like, like, what are you doing, Jackson? Like, you James got it all getting, over. He yeah, was he's like, you like, made you a got big it all over. And then it's funny because then he pulls out his hand and he like flicks it on him. Yep. <laughs> like, that's right when Michelle's walking up too. So mm-hmm. she gets flicked by this yep. evaporated milk. And I'm like, it was kind of nice to see them being just like fucking kids. Just being kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put Jackson's cold blooded because he like kind of took offense that. This random ass child was like, "What are you doing? You made a mess." So he was like, "I'll show He's you, like, pal." Fuck you. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yep, cold blooded. Yeah, so it's just funny because James was getting pissy. <laughs> so then, and oh, neither of the two oldest boys were involved in this. They were helping the girls, ish. Okay, so the only thing that's what we're kind of so I'm gonna because they did flip back and forth. Yeah, the the oil thing was so boring. I kind of lumped it all into one thing because it, mm-hmm. it does come back to it later. But yeah. it was just so so boring that so now I'm gonna cut to how they cut it in the episode. Mm-hmm. So now it flashes to Jill saying that Josh and John David. So this is the only time we really saw them except for one time later on. Right. Josh and John David. She says they dropped us off in the middle of nowhere. And it's to leave the girls so that they can learn to change a tire on this same van that they mm-hmm. changed the oil in. So they both rolled up. John David and Josh walked them through the process of how to change a tire. Yeah. And then got in the car. And they weren't in the middle of the nowhere. Oh, they were at the end of their... Dr- they were halfway down their driveway. Well, but this is what's so funny is because... We'll, we'll talk about how they're phrasing it now, okay? So right now they're phrasing it as the middle of nowhere, and the shot looks like it's on the side of the road, okay? Correct. So we'll that just leave correct. it at that for now. Yeah. And then, so then the girls are trying to change the tire, and mm-hmm. then they're having a moment where they're struggling because they can't keep, the, ti- the tire keeps spinning. Yeah, they're trying to undo the lug nuts, and when they're trying to undo it, the tire keeps spinning. And it's funny, I like it because I feel like, this is the first time we hear a little snark out of Jana because <laughs> Jana was like, somebody who was driving forgot to put the emergency brake on. And then she's like, Jill was the one driving, by the way. <laughs> so and then Jill's like, oh, you can kind of hear her react for like a split second and then like it cuts away. Right. I want to point out that one of them has they're all wearing those floor length dresses, you know, one denim and then the other ones are like different material. But one of them has a cargo floor length Ooh, dress girl. so it's like kind of like khaki colored material but then she has like pockets on the I'm side i'm wondering if it was jessa jessa wore a lot more of the khaki skirts it was one of the two older ones i don't remember which one but cargo so, cargo dress she's ready for work see she was doing it because she's uh working on cars she's, she's a worker <laughs> i'm 
a worker girl. That's what I used to say when I was little. I used to pretend to be Heidi from um, Tool Time, Home Improvement. <laughs> I used to, so I used to put on overalls like Oshkoshes, <laughs> and I used to walk around and say that I was a worker girl and pretend I was Heidi. <laughs> Anyways, back to it. Uh, so the girls end up getting the tire changed in 28 minutes. And so, you know, like we were just saying, the shot when they get there is the boys dropped us off in the middle of nowhere. And it is mm-hmm. a kind of a tighter shot. So it legitimately yep. looks like on the side of the road in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. Then this scene where they're pulling out the van. Mm-hmm. They're in the fucking driveway of their house. And I don't just mean like they're on the road, like outside. That is the private drive. <laughs> like the Yeah, they're like. They're like 30 yards away from the actual driveway. So it's even funnier that John David and Josh like hopped in his like whatever he had. Like, it was a Camaro. It was a Camaro. It's like, to like, like, what are you doing? The yeah. house is right there. Mm. Walk a f- few fucking steps, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, I just thought that was so funny. Okay, so then back to lunch. This is where we're flipping back and forth. Yep. Josiah says, the cooking went pretty well. We were starving, basically, from all the work. Oh, honey. <laughs> honey. <laughs> uh. They were 45 minutes late for serving. Normally, lunch gets served at noon. It wasn't mm-hmm. ready till 1245. Scandal. And because of that, because they were running so late, didn't get time to rest. So the bottom was runny and the top was dry. A little dry. Mm-hmm. Ginger said it was pretty good, and it makes her enjoy it even more when I don't have to work so hard for it. Same, sister. That's why DoorDash is around. <laughs> all right. So, and then everybody else, like, rates it, like, a 9 or a 10, but then, mm-hmm. like, they're all talking about how, like, dry and fucking stupid is it is, and then they're like, it's a 10. And I'm oh, like, yeah. They were sparing some feelings I'm like, there. No, I'm like, or do you not understand how scales work? Like... <laughs> They haven't gotten to that part of the homeschooling curriculum. I would say if you're saying it's dry on top, minus one at least, running on the bottom. I'm like, you got to say at least eight. That would make sense. (laughs) But whatever. I'm not Uh. their teacher. (laughs) So then it goes to a scene of them having to clean the bathrooms. So the boys are having to do this, you know, instead of the girls. Mm -hmm. And then again, homie Josiah says, well, probably the worst of it all is the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing too crazy. You know, everybody always talks about, oh, the bathroom's so gross because, like, around the toilets, especially after the boys, because apparently these boys just piss everywhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with boys, so it's like I didn't have extreme amounts of piss all over my bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a Tim, you do pretty well. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out. High five. <laughs> um, but then there's this part that is. The most obviously clear sponsored segment I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes. I'm which I'm like, it. did I notice this shit when I was younger or not? I have no idea. Like, I have no <laughs> idea if I if it, I caught on. Like, I don't know. But Lego hair, Josh and John David. So finally they do kind of make an appearance more so Correct. than dropping their sisters off 30 yards away. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So they're saying that they're going to time themselves cleaning the bathroom. And in the beginning of the segment, they're all holding these like cans and they're like facing (laughs) out and it's like matching everything. Right. And we're going to time ourselves. And then Jim Bob says a lot of cleaners, you know, they'll damage the tub. But the scrubbing bubbles is good because it doesn't damage any surfaces. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. They should have given him some copy to read (laughs) because it was awkward. (laughs) And then it takes them six minutes, and it's like, well, fuck, yeah, there's three of you doing it. 
I, I would... And it's not like they're little kids. It's like three might as well be adults. Yeah, they're like ass the to ass, like all three like turned a different direction trying to squeeze in this tiny bathroom to clean it together. Yeah, you and I could clean a bathroom in probably like four minutes if <laughs> we really tried. Uh, but it, it ends with them all holding those cans again like facing <laughs> outwards out. and it's funny because like even like watching them clean it's still like the can in the background on the <laughs> counter and so they're all holding the cans again and uh yeah gotta and get that big scrubbing bubbles like, mummy got it done in six minutes holding their scrubbing <laughs> bubbles uh, i do want to point out that i think it was michelle that said that she was like well the you know the boys bathrooms are going to be worse now i'm not saying that a lot of uh, males have bad aim, especially when they're standing. Like, not saying that's not a problem, but like working in food service or working in like retail or the different things that I've done, the women's bathrooms are always worse. Interesting. In every place that I've ever worked, like, I maybe a home is different, but I know like, and it's a it's definitely a thing because we've talked. I've talked to people at other jobs that are like, ugh, that women's bed. And it was I just most- think that bathrooms are fucking gross, no matter who it is. It's gross. Like, <laughs> I just feel like they never feel as clean as you want them to be. <laughs> it's because you're not using scrubbing bubbles. That's it. <laughs> I'm running to the store tomorrow. Maybe that's why. See, my bathroom doesn't See? feel clean. Maybe your bath wouldn't be disgusting yeah. if you do, if you actually use scrubbing bubbles. I need something that won't damage the surface. <laughs> So then that's kind of it for the episode. They end with like the voice, you know, there's always like these ending things of like them, like the aerial views of the family on the grass outside of the tater (laughs) tot mansion. And then they just talk about how it makes them appreciate and grateful for the work that others do. Mm -hmm. And that's the heartwarming end of that episode. (laughs) I liked this episode. It was weird. It was cheesy at parts. Um, It had a really good product placement segment. I thought it was good. It had good amounts of Ginger really not being into it. Yeah, Ginger is she can't fucking stand this yeah, shit. This is low, why free Ginger was. was she's born. low key my favorite because <laughs> of that she? because she's so angsty about shit. She's just. I think it's just so <laughs> funny because when comparatively, if you're in any way expressive next to them, you seem angsty. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not yeah. even that she's that angsty. Comparative, like it's just like mm-hmm. she just doesn't. She's expressive. <laughs> she hasn't gotten into all the expression like beaten to shit out of her yet so right <laughs> anyway so that's that if you don't have anything else to add i'm ready to okay we'll wind this down take a little break refill our drinks and we'll be back for the deep dive grab your snorkels and flippers it's time for the deep dive that would be a scuba mask because we're deep diving snorkel surface I've seen people dig or dive real deep with snorkels. Snorkels meant because it's, yeah, no, scuba. Anyways. So today's deep dive, you need scuba gear. Uh, (laughs) No, this is kind of a mid-water one. This isn't as, this is mid-level. Go figure. We're going to talk about jurisdictions. (laughs) So first thing, like we go, oh my God, it's, it's fucking chores. Why are you calling them? Why are you calling them jurisdictions? So the reason that they call, I mean, besides the obvious reason here, starts with the J. Jesus. What? What starts with the J? Jurisdictions. <laughs> you did not get what I, my joke? I, I did not. I'm no. sorry. 
So I was saying the okay. My joke was that the obvious reason they call it jurisdictions instead of chores is because it starts with a J. Now my joke is ruined. See, I thought like everything they do is because of Jesus. So the reason why they call that that is because of Jesus. Oh, all their names are J. Man, my so is his. My freaking. <sighs> so is his. Right over your head. Anyways. So the reason that they call it jurisdictions is because they feel like chores gives the idea of it being more of a like simple or one-time task, <clears throat> sort of doing things to like the bare minimum in a way. Mm-hmm. Whereas jurisdictions st- is stressing the point that they're in charge of a full area at all times. Okay. So an entire area or territory is their responsibility rather than just a specific task. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I saw a, just a photo online of a more recent, when I say more recent, it's not like the era we're watching probably within the last five years or so mm-hmm. of jurisdictions. And I saw that one kid's jurisdictions were shoes. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, is that just referring to a shoes area? Or is that like anytime they see a shoe in the house, they're like, you know so i'm like maybe maybe joy's jurisdiction last episode was shoes and that's why when fucking jed's boot fell apart that's why she's like putting it back together she's like my jurisdiction is shoes oh shit 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 and she's like hurrying and like cobbling shoes back together i don't know she's the cobbler (laughs) yeah so i I don't know what it all in shoes entails i'm just imagining here (laughs) so it's kind of unclear exactly when they started jurisdictions but let's just go back to some of the earlier days when they had a, a mere fraction of the children. <laughs> Only five. Bush okay. League. So in the in their book, one of their books, Michelle talks of how when they had five kids. And so looking at, just kind of looking at the birth dates and her saying five, that means they would have been roughly four and under. Okay. Yeesh. <laughs> So this is clearly before jurisdictions, but go figure. Michelle admits to feeling exhausted all the time facts, and crying a lot during this time period. (laughs) I believe it. Was it because she had to have more babies with Lego hair? (laughs) I'd cry every day if I had to wake up next to that man. For real. Um, She says if she and Jim Bob hadn't had such a such a solid relationship as well as them having such a solid relationship with God. She doesn't know how they would have made it through those early years. She says that grandma Duggar was a huge help to them and that she was constantly popping in and out of their house to help. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she was still working in real estate. Cause remember how we, we learned about that with Josh and Anna's future home. Yeah. So Grandma Duggar, Mary, she was still working in real estate, popping in and out and helping. And Michelle even says that sometimes she wouldn't even know that she had been there until she would realize that the full, the laundry was folded and the dishes were done. Like, so she got used to not doing that. And I'm like, so you didn't know there's another adult in here just like sneaking <laughs> in like an elf and like doing your laundry? Like, very interesting. But yeah, so she talks about how she was such a huge help. But it was during this time period that it was the infamous laundry room breakdown. Uh-oh. So for like a like a seasoned uh, snarker such as myself, this is a pivotal moment, very well known moment. But we are happy to let the like the junior 
uh, snarkers such as you in on this pivotal moment in their life. I need, feel like we need some like intro music to like epic moments in Duggar history. It is constantly referred to like so it's become a joke where it's like okay who's the next kid who who's the next kid to have their laundry room breakdown? Do you think Ginger has had her laundry <laughs> room breakdown yet? Like it's just the it's just kind of this reference to like when are you gonna fucking lose it? So mm-hmm. if I ever say like I'm about to have a laundry room breakdown, girl needs help. Like <laughs> some in their book again. Michelle talks about one night, it's 1 a.m., and she was up still doing laundry to try to keep up with the massive amount of laundry that four kids, five kids under four, will, and two adults will, you know, accumulate. Correct. So she said that she was feeling extremely overwhelmed and that she had tears streaming down her cheeks. Okay. So she says, she cried out, Lord, I need your help. I feel so inadequate. I can't do it all. The diapers, the dishes, laundry, meals, cleanup, school lessons, baths, hugs, kisses, correction. I'm like, you remember that you said all of these things in this moment? I think you're taking maybe some liberties. But uh, and she said that her list seemed to go on and on as she okay. rattled off all of the things that she was feeling overwhelmed and inadequate. Okay. Can I interject real quick absolutely in most i think mentally healthy emotionally mature like um mindsets if that's how you're feeling the result wouldn't be having more kids oh yes we i I get into that in depth (laughs) like yeah does she feel like you'll you'll see her idea of god was like just have more kids michelle it'll be fine (laughs) well what do you know what she heard instead (laughs) no god i'm ready Michelle, Michelle says she heard a still small voice. So I'm like, so you're like, you're talking to yourself, Michelle? Because it sounds like you're describing your own voice. She's pretty mousy. <laughs> a still small voice. And so I'm thinking you're hearing yourself. <laughs> so that still small voice said, Michelle, it's easy to praise me when things are going well. But are you willing to praise me now? Emphasis on now. Okay. Michelle says that she was immediately the scripture verse let us let us offer the sacrifice of praise to god continually came to her mind god just planted that in her brain (laughs) and she began to sing the joy of the lord is my strength and as she sang she felt the burden being lifted and she just felt better so she started to ovulate because that's the answer the answer is having more kids so she was like the burden came and i started to ovulate (laughs) he planted in my womb (laughs) so she felt this burden being lifted and she finished laundry and she was in bed by 2 a.m but wait there's more (laughs) a few days later she was with the kids at the piano teacher's house and she couldn't help herself like, she said she would usually, like, bring paperwork and stuff to work on to try to, like, catch up. Mm-hmm. And, but she just kept dozing off. And Nana is what they call their piano teacher. Nana noticed this, and she asked Michelle if she was okay. And Michelle told her it was just, oh, she was tired from another not long night of staying up late to finish the laundry. Mm-hmm. And then Nana told her, well, I actually like doing laundry, so I'd be willing to come and help help you guys out with that and then for 12 years 
Nana came twice a week to help with the laundry. Oh, my God. Okay, so then here's my favorite part. She ends this part, this little section in the book, by saying, In answer to my cry for help, God had sent me an angel named Nana. Remember, moms, when God guides, he provides. Okay, a couple things. Number one, very nice of Nana. Mm -hmm. Lots of moms would appreciate this. Very generous gesture. Any mom on the planet would be like, fuck yeah, you want to come help? You know, like that's just a very nice gesture. But I also feel like how many people would actually take you up on it is another thing. But like exactly what you were exactly what you were just saying instead of michelle looking at an extreme moment of feeling absolute overwhelm and exhaustion as a sign a sign to like slow her fucking roll on having children <laughs> she just goes like oh sweet someone will come and do my laundry all right mm-hmm. it, it just it boggles the mind like she just carries on it's like no that could have been you know if you're so into fucking signs from god Maybe that was the sign from God to slow the fuck down. <laughs> but, you know, now she's got someone to do her laundry. True. So, clearly at the time of the laundry room breakdown, this was when the kids were too young for jurisdictions that they're all four and under. Right. But it feels like, I feel like the laundry room breakdown in Nana is like the moment that, like, Michelle cracked the code. <laughs> like, she was like... Wait, there is a way for me to continually, like, shoot out, you know, crotch goblins, but not have to actually do any of the fucking work. Right. So she takes advantage of old women (laughs) to come do her laundry. And then it brings us to the modern day version of jurisdictions like Mm -hmm. we saw in today's episode. It's just the perfect way for her to be like, oh, no, I can keep doing this. Because there's a way around it. I don't have to overwhelm myself. Mm -hmm. I've got other people to do it for me. Correct. It's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I definitely, I don't think that assigning kids chores or tasks is a bad thing by any, you know. Yeah. It teaches kids life skills I need to have, Mm -hmm. sense of responsibility, a sense of, like, uh, contributing, you know, to something. Finishing a task. Yeah. Starting it and finishing it. Yeah. But it's like, but like, like always with the Duggars, they take a nugget of truth of something or a nugget of something that you're like, all right. And then they just completely fuck it up. <laughs> like, they always go overboard. You're like, you're, you agree with this tiny portion of something and then right. they just fuck everything up. So, the you know, the difference between the average family assigning chores and the Duggars situation to me, is definitely that the Duggars are completely dependent mm-hmm. on the labor of their children Correct. to function in any kind of way. Yeah. So going back to that second special that was raising 16 and children, I had to go back and like find what I was looking for just to make sure. Mm-hmm. But I remember Michelle was talking about jurisdictions and she says she was saying how important they are because the house doesn't flow and work properly without them. Right. Literally without your children doing all this work. Your household doesn't work. Does not function. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like all this goes far beyond like, here, take out the trash, wipe down your counter, bring your, bring your clothes to the laundry room, feed the dog. Yeah. Like, it goes so far beyond that. Like, Jim Bob and Michelle literally can't do it all. Right. Like, keeping up with the house and kids 
for anybody is difficult. Like there's two of us living in this fucking house Mm -hmm. and with working and stuff. I'm like, how do people do everything? Like, I I mean, Mm -hmm. I just say that with two people just having a home in general, like it's hard to keep up with. And so it's like, I can understand, but we also know that not everything can get done every day. Mm -hmm. Like that's just the nature of it. Right. Yeah. But with that many people, you can't afford to let it pile up. Yeah. And the other thing that sets them apart is that Jim, Bob, and Michelle literally could not do it all themselves. Mm -hmm. So Michelle wouldn't possibly be able to cook all three meals, homeschool, change every diaper. Like it would, it would be impossible. Mm -hmm. So again, this is why she, they depend on this. Yeah. And yeah, that's completely what sets it apart from the average kid just having chores. So now let's do some focusing specifically on the girls and their jurisdictions. So in the episode, we heard a lot of emphasis on the cooking and cleaning. But I also went onto their website and they talk about some of the other duties of the <laughs> of the older girls. Mm-hmm. And it says that Jill is the family secretary. <laughs> Jessa is the organizer and administers the kids' school assignments. Okay. And then it so talk- now they're teaching school too? That was right. Michelle's thing for so long. Right? Like, and so, and then they it goes into the stuff that we did see, like the girls cook all the meals, and it even mm-hmm. specifically talks about how they stopped doing um, school at eleven thirty to start making lunch for everybody while everybody else is still doing school. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so as I'm reading all of this, like I'm not like what the f- what does Michelle do? <laughs> like I'm not even just saying this to be snarky. Literally, what mm-hmm. does Michelle do? Your daughters <laughs> do all the cooking. They do the cleaning. Now we hear that they're organizing your entire family. We saw them packing for your kids, for all your fucking mm-hmm. kids to go to New York City. Yep. You're, there's, the, now they're doing homeschool. What do you do? <laughs> I don't like. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me mad. It honestly she, does. She pops kids out. Well, remember Alice says sits on her tush. <laughs> remember that? She sits on her tush. So in the same article, they... They list as the, as they're listing all these duties of the older girls. They also list what the older boys do. Ready for <laughs> oh this God. rock and we list? Know, we know what one of them did. <laughs> There's one single solitary sentence oh God. about the older boys. <laughs> and it reads, <clears throat> The older boy, boys are in charge of the yard and fireplace. <laughs> That's it. That's all they mention. Wow. That's it. So I would just like to point out that those things for the boys are not daily tasks. (laughs) I don't imagine that they are doing yard work every single day. Mm -hmm. And if for some godforsaken reason they are doing yard work every day, there is a... They're not. (laughs) I mean, they're not. (laughs) But there's... It's also not a multi-time-a-day necessity type responsibility Mm -hmm. the way the girls have them. There's, like, a huge, like, difference between trimming some trees and bushes. You could let that go for a day, two, week, you know, like, whatever if we need to. Huge difference between that and the fireplace (laughs) and feeding 19 people three Three meals a a day, like, every day. Also, if you remember, on the low end of the average of laundry, the low end average was six loads a day. Mm-hmm. So these girls are making 
20 people's worth of food three times a day. We're not even talking about snacks. We don't know about the snack situation. Mm -hmm. And then they're fucking doing six loads of laundry a day. Right. But, you know, the boys, they take care of the fireplace. The fireplace is a lot of... You don't know? (laughs) Have you ever taken care of a fireplace? (laughs) It's just like these girls are on call working to take care of the family 24-7. And this is without even talking about the buddy system, which is a deep dive to come. So, (laughs) but just placing your head that this is not even including the fact that they're fucking sister momming their kids. Mm -hmm. This is just talking about straight up jurisdictions <laughs> i don't know it's just nuts it, it, it's just funny that they see this as such a like jim bob admits it himself in the beginning of the episode when he says that the girls keep the house going yeah like it's crazy to me that they see this as such a positive thing to like say out loud mm-hmm. i wouldn't be so quickly bragging that my kid like in michelle with her crap earlier like they know about the more about the laundry room than i do do. and they cook more of the meals than i do like this isn't a positive thing it's not cute like why are you saying this shit out loud (laughs) but the sad thing is that people bought that shit Mm -hmm. like even people that weren't trying to immerse themselves so much into the religious culty aspect people still bought it up so it was kind of disgusting as i was looking through the comment sections of both old articles old duggar family website Mm. posts and stuff and just to like read all of the comments that were giving so much praise Mm. to this whole jurisdiction thing and if anybody had anything negative to say about it everybody jumped you yeah about how you're a part of the problem you don't want (laughs) kids to have to learn your your white kids don't you know blah 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 and so it was (laughs) It was very much like I felt like I was reading like kids don't even want to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> These kids don't even have to take care of their family 24 seven. It's like no, no kids want to work. <laughs> so it's, it it really is disgusting. I'm like, oh, all these people. I'm like, I hope these people like have had a change of heart over the years or something. Mm. But back then, a lot of people did buy it. Like, yeah. and I remember thinking not even like that. I was like, oh, my God, I, I wish we had jurisdictions. <laughs> but I do remember thinking like, oh. They're fucking weird, but they seem organized. <laughs> and then, you know, you get older and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. This is beyond just being organized. This is mm-hmm. relying on your children to keep your entire life functioning. Correct. And kind of going back to what we talked about last week, I had chores as a kid. Um, and I had like three, four things that were like, yep, that's my thing to do. Um but everything else was kind of situational. Like my parents would be like, hey, can you do, can you wash the dishes today? Or can you, you know what I mean? Like there was a lot of those things where they would have to ask me. It wasn't like I had a delegated task outside of these like four things. And I know for you, you said that like from a very young age, you and your sisters were kind of running the household effectively. Um, so it's just weird like dynamics to draw. Like you guys didn't have jurisdictions. But if you didn't do it, like nobody would do it. Yeah, our we we had no set chores. We didn't or anything like that. And our house was very disorganized and very dirty, to be quite honest. But when when they got fucking sick of it, I was five years old, and we would have literally a week's worth of not even scraped dishes mm-hmm. in a sink full of cold water and trucker lettuce. You know, like the bagged lettuce <laughs> with like the. 
carrots and red cabbage. We had that every night and they didn't have a scraper plates or anything. And so it'd be like a week's worth of dishes with all that floating in it. And the, the stuff, like the water would have gone cold. I was like five, six years old. My parents would put a apron on me, turn a chair around, put me at the sink and tell me to wash dishes till they're done. Mm-hmm. So I was in a weird situation where we didn't have jurisdictions where actually probably as a kid, I would have rather have kept up with it than had to do what I had to fucking do at the end of the week. And it was <laughs> disgusting and I was gagging, but it, yeah, it's like funny. I'm like, I would have preferred the jurisdictions, but <laughs> it's just a, when kids are, there's teaching responsibility and then there's making your kids be responsible for the household. That's yeah. different. There's mm-hmm. teaching it and then there's, having to be it yeah because think- if you forgot to take out the garbage say that was your thing and your mom yells at you for not taking out the garbage but your household isn't fucking crumbling because of it <laughs> yeah and i i think there's multiple levels here of something that's actually been in my head recently and it's been like being childish versus being childlike and like I don't know why I'm referencing Doctor Who today. There was a whole <laughs> Doctor Who thing um, with the fourth Doctor, and somebody brings up a thing about how he's really child. He's really childish, and like his whole thing was like, "What's the point of being a child and growing up if you can't be a little childish every once in a while?" Mm-hmm. And like these kids, you mentioned earlier in the episode where you were excited just to see them yeah. acting like get children. their hand into a can of evaporated milk. I was pumped. Yeah, and like I think both of those things can, you can teach your kids responsibility and not grind out the child fire that they have in them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Oh, you know, these lazy fucking kids these days who just want to have a childhood. Mm-mm. They're just they're just <laughs> TikToking all over the place. <laughs> okay. So, I just wanted to give you a few little extra tiny little details about jurisdictions. So, if you were at all worried about these kids, you know, doing all these chores, I mean, you shouldn't be. (laughs) Because they do get paid at the very generous rate of three cents per chore. Fantastic. Okay. (laughs) So. I'm surprised they don't have, like, Duggar dollars or something. Yeah. No, that's... Good point. Yeah. And like a treasure chest. They go shopping in the treasure chest. What do you think is there? Like yeah. coins need, for pickles? Like I need band-aids, but all it is is cheap key, like cheap toys. God, what would be in their treasure chest? That'll be a thing. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll ask that on Instagram. If they had a treasure chest that they used their doll, their Duggar bucks or their, their Duggar dug- dollars, <laughs> uh, what would be in the treasure chest? Uh. Oh, So in their book, though, Jim Bob said that... It may become a little too successful with that incentive because some of the kids have figured out that if they do everything possible on the charts that they have, that they can earn up to $21 a month. I mean, how are they going to survive? But here's the thing. I don't think that's correct. Listen to this. You're telling me three cents a chore. I'm doing some math right now. $21 a month. That would be 700 tasks from what I've done. Okay, so twenty. He said twenty one dollars a month. Twenty one dollars a month, three okay, cents so, a thing. So twenty one dollars a month is obviously twenty one hundred cents. Yes, divided by three. Divided by three. Yeah, that's seven hundred. You're telling tasks. me these kids do seven hundred things in a month. And that's tw- if there's a thirty um, day month, that's twenty three point three 
tasks a, a day. day. So something's something's not up. It's either not three cents or you're not giving them twenty one dollars. Yeah. So your kids spending every waking hour of the every not just waking hour every hour of the day doing something yeah so somebody like i think i read somewhere that they could also mark off some things that weren't full-blown jurors like it could be like some of their schoolwork too but even then i don't think that that's right that doesn't sound right to me i don't know why i'm obsessing over this but i don't think it sounds right that's it's saying that they sleep for eight hours and are up for 16 hours that's 1.45 items per hour that they're awake. <laughs> We've got this like dialed in. Yeah. If I ever come across a Duggar, I'm going to be like a paparazzi with like a microphone. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, Jill, Jill, did you guys really ever do 21 tasks in a day? You're going to be that Jill, that Jill, fanatic. comment, please. In episode three of season two. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I call bullshit. I just don't think it's, it's adding up literally on the calculator, not making sense. <laughs> But they also say that if the older kids go above and beyond, they'll reward them. And there's specific examples that they give is like if they clean out a car or mop the garage, they'll give them a few dollars to acknowledge their initiative. Initiative. In- She's very no, Midwestern I don't, today. No, so she would say initiative. Desertin. So the talk of mopping the garage made me think back to... <laughs> Geppetto um, cleaning out the Reber's carport. Yeah. Remember how LeCount was so impressed with how he uh, pest, uh, cleaned out their carport. And they could park their car now. <laughs> and then, you know, he's just thrilled about that. And then Josh was conditioning their cabinets. So it just made me think. I'm like, do you think that after Josh did that, he was like, cool, I showed initiative. And like, he just stood there awkwardly waiting for LeCount to hand him a few bucks. <laughs> like, he was like, can I give you money to go away? He's like, I showed you initiative. Uh, don't I get money now? <laughs> oh, man. Next thing. Chore packs. So not that interesting. Really, it's not. But it's just that they have these little chore packs that have visual cards as that has, like, you know, the words and stuff on it, too. But, like, visual indicators of what a ju- jurisdiction is. That was to- that big, long piece of paper she had when she was telling the little kids... How to clean the bathroom, right? Well, they have the thing that goes on the wall, but then each kid has this little pack that has like picture visuals okay. of what their jurisdiction is, and it's for each individual individual kid. Okay, yeah. So just to explain, if you guys have no way to watch the show, um, as Michelle was telling all of the Lost Boys how to clean the bathroom, she had this like fucking scroll of paper that was like six inches wide and it had like sharpie written on it like all the way down and as she was explaining how to clean the bathroom she was kind of reading off of so it no this bit. isn't the chore packs though the chore packs are okay. literally they buy them from this like homeschool like this organized like oh, thing or whatever. this okay. isn't that i didn't thought it was like something they made no that they were okay so there are these little indicator cards with pictures on them and it's so the little kids can kind of keep track of what they're supposed to do mm. and like kind of flip through the cards every day mm-hmm and I just kind of cracked up because it says that they either pin them to the little kids' shirts or they place them on their belt loop. <laughs> and so I was thinking that is this like the like the <laughs> precursor to the male Duggar to like the wearing the cell clip. phone? <laughs> yes, yeah, the phone clip. So yeah, is there like a rite of passage when yeah. they when it <laughs> when they graduate from chore pack clip to phone belt clip? Yes. Yep. Like that was a big it's day a, in a Duggar male's a life. Special and point in every young Duggar boy's <laughs> then life. Then you got about one year until half your hair is gone. 
so that kind of sums it up. It's it's really to me just the the mindset of not like instead of con- like being like okay, maybe I should slow down. <laughs> but instead you're like let's just put the responsibility on somebody else. Yeah. And carry on with our lives. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people maybe jumped onto it um as because it's meaning that you don't have to do these things yourself and you can veil it under I'm teaching my kids to be responsible. You know what I mean? Like when you were talking about like yeah. the comments and stuff, like that's why people were so yeah, into they com- it because so they have three kids and they're like cool now i never have to clean the bathroom fantastic and then when the kids are like this sucks you're like i'm teaching you to be a responsible adult you know what i mean (laughs) instead of i really don't want to do this so i'm trying to pawn it on someone else now don't get me wrong nobody likes cleaning the bathroom but that's not an appropriate response i just think it's yeah give your kid a tour of cleaning the fucking bathroom but the fact that it is this day in and day out i'm not doing that it's that's josephus's job you know and what i hate is how much they pass it off as this like well the girls loved cooking and you know (laughs) the little kids love to help and the argument with that when they when the producers were asking him like are you reinforcing gender stereotypes is like cool so what if Jana was like hey I don't want to have this as my jurisdictions anymore I want to do the yard and the fireplace well yeah that's what's so funny so I did forget to mention that they say that they like they they rotate them every six months to a year. I think mm-hmm. they don't have like a totally consistent thing, but they rotate them so that and so that's why we do see that originally at one point it was like jessa doing laundry and then it was ginger Mm, like we see that rotation so they do clearly actually do that but they don't completely rotate because this swap it's still rotated within genders correct so it's not like you're completely making this and i'm like wouldn't creating a well if you're talking about training your children all Mm -hmm. the time wouldn't that be creating a more well-rounded person by have them doing everything right not just these gender role correct jurisdictions so it's like no you can pass it off like oh yeah we do this but it's like you still keep it rotated between the three things yeah and i have i have a handful of like people that i knew from high school that i'm friends with on social media that you see them because their kids are getting to an age where it's like hey i'm showing my daughter how to do these things and it's you know once again it's car stuff or it's how to fix a toilet or it's these things that through the Duggar lens would be men jobs, and it's like hey I'm going to teach her how to do stuff, but it's teaching her how to do everything yeah like everything it's like cool you are my daughter I'm gonna teach you how to fix a toilet change a tire on your car I'm gonna you know how to clean this like it's everything yeah. So it's like if you were just trying to teach them to be well-rounded, you would be teaching them everything, everything. all the time yeah. and not just for a TV episode that looks fun because the girls are doing boy things. Yep. Yeah. Because it's just cute to watch them swap. Right. I, got, I don't know why I got so hot on that one. I, <laughs> yeah. I had some mustard on <laughs> that did. take. But back to kind of what I was saying about how they, they just like pass it off as like the kids like it. And well, it's like a lot of little kids like to help. Like a lot of mm-hmm. kids are like, oh, this is so fun. But again, that's little kids kind of feeling that satisfaction of like learning something and helping, not it being a day in and day out <laughs> responsibility right. to keep their family going. Yeah. So it's entirely different. Mm-hmm. And kind of with the whole like, oh, well, the girls like doing this. 
do they like it because they don't know any different? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they truly do really like cooking. Say Jill really does love to cook. And mm-hmm. that's fine. It's great that you've actually come to really like something. But again, it's been put on you as this complete responsibility. Yeah. And at the time, as ki- like you don't always see things for as fucked up as they are mm-hmm. at the time in general in life. Everything is kind of hindsight. Or especially as children. It's not until sometimes you get older, you're like, oh, wait, that was pretty... That wasn't normal. <laughs> like, I feel like that right there is the microcosm of dealing with trauma. Yeah. Because you're, you have children or, that are so conditioned to like this is normal. Mm-hmm. And then when they see something else that's not and then they realize that, hey, that isn't as common as like I thought it was as a kid. Now you're going, oh, damn, that was that was really messed up or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like maybe and some of them may never see it. And they mm-hmm. may do exactly repeat the same patterns with their mm-hmm. own families. But then there might be a few out of the bunch. I mean, out of so many, there's probably some that they're like, oh, my God, am I going to ask? Now I have a five-year-old. Am I going to ask this of my five-year-olds? Am I going right. to put this responsibility on them? Right. Like, so it'll be interesting to see as time goes on yeah. and as their kids are getting older, like, how are they? Because a lot of them, their kids are pretty young right now. Mm-hmm. You know, very young. The oldest children, of course, are Josh and Anna's. Yeah. They've got kids that are like 12 and 10 and like whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's interesting to see. Will they repeat these these same patterns when they're right. of age? Or like, what are you having them do? And like, I don't disagree that like you can hand a four-year-old a rag and be like, here, go do this. But that's mm-hmm. more of just like to teach a kid of like, here, this is what some stuff we're doing. Not because they're actually needing to do it, you know? Correct. So. Well, I think that's why the idea of going out and being worldly is looked as negative in groups like this because you start to see that there's other ways to run your life other than what you are used to. So if things are so stuck in control of these young people and they go and they see that other people don't do this, they're more apt to go, maybe this isn't the best way for me to run my life. You know what I mean? It's funny because, you know, Jess is like the ass licker. Like she was the one that it was like, that should have been a sponsored post. I am not here to kink shame. (laughs) Freaky D's need love too. Um, But she was the one that on father's day wrote that all that, you know, about Jim Bob. And it's like, this should be a sponsored post. So she's kind of an ass licker, but she, when I was doing the research and all of this, I did find a quote from her that says that I do some things different from, from my mom that she did with us and that's okay of Mm. course she didn't there was no details and i'm like i would like to know what you're referring to specifically that you're going to do different i want the tea like please tell me what you're doing differently she puts garnish on the tater tot casserole i was like exactly it could be something so like (laughs) minute and small but she's like see i'm doing it different different. but like i'm like i want to know do you think some of the things that your parents did are bullshit and you're not going to say it because you're still under their thumb like correct I want to know. Just like tell me what your parents did that you're like, fuck, that was fucked up. Yeah. I want to know. Then <laughs> so, if you ever want to tell me, just let me know. And we're still um, on the look for the chicken. Anybody surrounding or in the group of the chicken, balloon man, um, the server at the restaurant. Yeah. You know, um, that delivery guy that was delivering through the restaurant as uh oh yeah the sex beer pest gets, was yeah yeah so the, the, the keg guy yeah yeah maybe even that girl at the restaurant at yeah. gator landing that they interviewed she'd mm-hmm. be a good one or that weird like crackhead that was the artist guy yes when they were driving LBK. across country <laughs> yep anything else for you i don't think so 
I like this episode. Yeah. I thought we gave us a lot to talk about. It wasn't boring. Um, Jackson is savage. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, it was. Well, Jackson, it's funny when we're seeing the ones that we watched being born on the specials. <laughs> like you get to kind of watch. I remember he was the one that got lost in the airport too. Yeah. So it's like I'm finally. I feel like every time I watched it previously, I didn't make a ton of connections besides the older kids. Like Correct. I felt like I knew all everything about the older kids. Mm-hmm. I feel like Joanna up. I was like, okay, I know what the fuck's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's not may not be true. Nope, never mind. I think I skipped <laughs> over some boys in between and knew about joy. Yeah, so I can't even say that. So never fucking. Mind. I had very mm-hmm. select ones. Top oldest six for sure, probably. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and then some select ones. But like, I'm gonna make a concerted effort this go around to be like, and you are. I gotta figure out the kid in the fucking green shirt. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, Jackson, you're like, the, like I'm gonna try to get to like know these kids. You need to open a pack of like Duggar trading cards so it gives you stats. Oh, we could quiz each other. (laughs) Yep, that'd be fun. How many tater tot casseroles did they make last year? Be like, what is Josiah's favorite food? He said it in this episode. Do you remember? Lasagna. Yes, lasagna is number one. (laughs) He said tater tot casseroles number two, but he was very like. But my favorite is lasagna. (laughs) He has this way that he talks with that inflection. He's like, definitely. You know, I like tater tot. I like tater tot casserole, but my favorite is lasagna. <laughs> so. All right. That's it for me. So the usual. Follow us on Instagram, digging up the Duggars pod. We've got stuff in stories. We got the visuals. We got other conversations rolling back and forth in comments. Then we have our email, digging up the Duggars at Gmail. Been hearing a lot more from you guys on that too, which has been a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. I read them to Tim and we go, oh, we're hearing from people. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) Once again, it's still exciting and humbling and weird that we talk about stuff for about an hour every week and people can relate. So it's very cool. I'm so happy that people are enjoying kind of what we're doing here. And I'm like, some of you, I'm like, can I call you my friend? Like people that I've talked <laughs> yeah, to like a couple times. I'm like, can I call you my friend now? <laughs> yeah. Well, you referenced somebody um, some episodes back that you were talking to. And I assumed it was somebody with that same name that, that we, like, knew. we know. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, oh, no, it's just some girl on Instagram. Like, so it's cool. Like, they're that- my friend now, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's my- Yeah, no, it's my friend. It's Maria. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's exciting. It's exciting yeah. to have those connections with people because I think this is what one of the reasons why we do this yep all right guys we will be back again next week for some other bullshit on some other (laughs) bullshit (laughs) see you later